This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Well, welcome everybody to Forever Bristol City podcast. Uh, final score up north, uh, West Yorkshire to be precise. It finished Huddersfield Town 1, Bristol City 1. Well, it's just me and Ian this evening. We had a couple of late pullouts, which is a little bit frustrating, but uh, c'est la vie. I'm sure we can uh, fill the space talking about a game that uh, was played in uh, probably the worst conditions for the whole 90 minutes that I've seen for a long time. Uh, Ian, uh, the usual question... Uh, what did you think come the final whistle? Initial thoughts. I was uh, I was very pleased with the overall performance in terms of the players buying into what Manning wants them to do and doing it. Um, you, I went. You could go through the side. Um, at the moment, we got we got two problems. One is that we make stupid mistakes in giveaway goals. The second one, if you look at the, you know, if you look at the last few goals that have been scored, you know, George George Tanner got an own goal. Then today, he makes the wrong choice further up the field, gives the ball away. The lad outruns him for seventy yards, and we don't stop him. Um, and Zach had one in his own net, and then Zach got turned. Uh, by the against Norwich, so it's not like people are, are putting balls in the top corner from thirty-five yards and dribbling and going past six players and backheeling it in a net. We're not letting in worldies; we're letting in bad goals. And the other problem is we can't score. And there's two reasons behind that: one, because of some of the players we got aren't going to score very many goals, yeah. and the other reason is our crossing is second rate. Um, so. You know, in terms of what are we trying to do, we're trying to become a possession team. Big tick in that box. Um, we're trying to control games. Tick. Big tick in yeah. that box. Um, and we're not. But at the moment, we're a work in progress, clearly. Oh. It's a completely different style to what Nigel Pearson was trying to play. Whether that's right, wrong or indifferent, I mean, I'm in the camp that I think it it, it will turn out to be right. But we need to make, I mean, some of the players that we've got 
Well, let's talk um, about. Let's talk about. You did say before yeah, we went on, live. But that, that was yeah, my yeah. that was my overall thought. That's your, that's on, your initial takeaway. I mean, yeah, I mean, we we were pilloried for saying we're accepting it's a work in progress, and you know we're siding with uh, the people who took the decision to get rid of Nigel. But look, at the end of the day, <laughs> it is what it is. We are where we are, and somebody's uh, Matthew's just put on the live feed here. We must give Manning 10 or 12 games before we can judge him. We're sort of right there, Matthew. Don't disagree with that. But he's at five games now. And mm -hmm. it's uh, a princely sum of five points. And you look at those games, you know, and we've we've been in all of those games, but we've just made poor decisions in the final third of the field or combination of poor decisions or just singular lack of ability. Let's look at the starting uh, lineup. Um, I, I, I couldn't make it out when I saw it, Ian, but uh, he dropped... No, Cam Pring, he dropped Cam Pring, brought back, uh, brought back Sam. What, what, what? How did we line up? Because you know it was all over the place. It struck it to me. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, the City fans are playing a fun game at the moment. They see the eleven players on the team sheet and play guess the formation uh, because it looked like a four-two-three-one. And I think what we've got to wake up to is Liam Manning wants to play one way when we've got the ball and another way when we haven't and he's getting the players used to that and he's got to get us used to it as well because at times we had four at the back um it, at times it was a three and in the, in the midfield it was a bit of a three four three i would mm. say was probably the closest to an overall uh formation but i thought I thought we looked fine. Uh, Huddersfield only troubled us on the break. And in fairness to Huddersfield, they got some very quick players. Um, and they'll call sides some trouble playing in that style. Now, I'm not saying I'd want to be a Huddersfield fan because, you know, I wouldn't want to watch watch that every week. But Darren Moore's got a job to do and he's trying to keep him in the division. And Well, that's his you know, prime objective, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. his prime objective. Um, whereas... Can I see us doing better only if we act in uh, January and then again in the summer to get players that can play this style? But we, we, you know, we need to start scoring more goals. We weren't scoring goals under under Nigel Pearson, and we're not scoring enough goals now. I know we got three against Borough, but um, we we're we're not scoring enough goals. And whilst you're not scoring. Everybody starts getting a bit nervous, and then somebody makes a daft mistake, and all of a sudden you've drawn yeah. and lost the game you should have won. Yeah. yeah. Let's look at the. Uh, I mean, he's in the habit now of naming eight subs every week. Yeah, and the usual suspects are on there. Um, Mir Holtz is he the young lad who scored a couple for the under twenty ones in midweek, getting a reward for coming on? Did Did somebody? He's, I can't remember. Um, he's a he's quite a big central midfield player. Is he? He's a. Right. Yeah, he's he's a six foot twoer who likes to get stuck. A good footballer, he can pass the ball. Okay, mm. um, so yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, he, he fair, I think he's on the on the bench out of merit. And you've got also you've got young your 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 bow on there, who's not had much of a chance under Liam. Manning. He's not. I'm he's sure not had a sniff. Have, he's not had a sniff, has he? And I, I think with your bow, his. Um, effusiveness and exploding pop bottle approach. I would have thought, you know, that's just as effective as what Sam Bell's been of late because Sam, I put on the X, formerly Twitter, I put, um, uh, you know, Sam needs needs a bit of a bit of a rest, you know. But 
Mamet is clearly not the answer based on his uh, another cameo from him and not wishing to jump forward. But my goodness, he did have a chance to prove the doubters wrong late on. I mean, City started brightly, Ian, didn't they? I mean, they could have had the ball in the back of the net twice inside the first uh, three minutes. And that seems to be a feature of uh, Manning ball that we do start games well, don't we? We started the second half well, and, that, and that is, that's a change. Mm. But yeah, we, we should have done, but that amount of dominance and not getting the ball in the net is our major problem. Um, you play against a, a, a really good team. And if they had that amount of dominance, they'd have scored three times in the first half yeah. and the game would have been over. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's what we've got to learn. I don't think our players are, are that confident in front of goal. But the trouble is we haven't really got anybody to put those players under real pressure. I mean, is our Mimetti and Cornick going to put Sykes and Bell un under under real not, pressure not in a meaningful they, way and which just goes to no. show that and they're not going to score goals so yeah. we, we, that's something we, we've got to address that in january or we've got to say well we can't address it in january we'll have to do something in the summer and if that yeah. means moving some people we signed quite recently out and then it does because you know it forwards i want goals and assists from all this hard work and tracking back you know, that's lovely and it's good but if they're not sticking the ball in the net and getting assists, then I'm really sorry. But I mean, it's, it's like the goal. If you look look at our goal well, back, let's, let's come on to that. Let's come on to the goals. Yeah. Go through the game in sequence. I mean, City got six corners, I think, in that early spell, and only another three in the remaining uh, game. But it had been all City, and then against the run of play, how many times have we said that? Um, Tanner's on the left of what looks like a three, and it was sloppy. I mean, I'm sure opposition team's target, George. I'm sure he's a lovely bloke and all the rest of it, but it was just a... He just allowed himself... Well, he, he played the ball, but it was straight to their bloke, and it, you know, he could have taken one for the really team. Know, I don't really know what he was doing there, uh, because he played to the right of the three mm. when, when we were going forward, but for some reason from that corner, that's the position he found himself in. Now, whether that's tactical and Manning had said right you know if we got a corner from that side I want you here um but because he hasn't got a left foot he he could have played paced it wide he could have put the ball in earlier he could have played a square ball he could have do it, done anything bar what he did but the minute the lad tackled him he should have grabbed his shirt and picked up a yellow card and he wouldn't have got a red because it was so far from the goal yes Is that oh right? yeah I mean bloody 70 yards from from goal i mean there's a million things that can happen but i mean that kid could have towed the ball forward and accidentally kicked it out of play um so you know i i, I would think I, I i would think he'll look back at that and he'll regret it but i mean it was sad thing that he got the own goal last week as well yeah. but he's not on his own it making mistakes and we're and we are giving away bad goals well look at the two, the two against borough classic example mm. both poor defending and george tanner and zach viner were, were included in those two as well so yeah. you know is it worrying do you think because the guy you know we talk about our players being fitter than most allegedly when they're when they're not injured that is of course do you think it was yeah. worrying the way that the guy showed him a clean pair of heels and 
you know, once the ball was played in, I mean, nothing Max could do about it really, was there? But the, the we running... didn't really have anybody, anybody that could keep up with that kid. No, he was a flyer, wasn't he? Yeah. And we haven't got, we've got some some lads who can run and they're all right, but we haven't got a flyer like no. that. You know, we haven't got. If you go back to the our historical days, you know, we haven't got an Alan Skirton or a Dave Smith or somebody like that. That when they get the ball and push it, no one's catching them, and. That, that's a player we lack. Uh, and I would say players like Sam Bell, Tommy Conway, Mark Sykes are quick enough, but they're not quick, quick. No, not so, like we've seen, as you uh, said. Strange that Matty James was the last man back there, wasn't he? Yes, because uh, Zach and uh, Dickie pushed up for the corner and up. they were just slow coming Yeah, they back. pushed up for the corner. They stayed in the box. I mean, if... if you know, if George Tanner pumps that ball in the middle and Rob Dickey heads it in the net, then we're saying, well done, George, and what a great goal. Yeah. And I think if we'd have scored first, they they wouldn't have come back in the game, particularly for the time that we got the second goal, mm. what would have been the second goal, the one the one we scored. Yeah. Um, and and th they would have then had to completely abandon what they wanted to do and come up the field, and their defence was slow. And yeah, no, they did have some... Uh... At that point, we can play through them. But while, while they were a goal up, they, they weren't going to start playing a high line against us. No, no. Tommy, uh, people have said about his confidence. He had a he had a chance just before the break when he shot into the side netting. And uh, we go in at half-time, 1-0 down. And then start of the second half, you know, it makes a change. But we caught another team napping. How did you see that goal? It was uh, originated from the back by uh, Dickey, wasn't it, to begin with? Well, I've got a few a few stats on that, but great through ball by Rob Dickey. Excellent run from Andy Vyman. Um, it's nice having some... Vyman still makes some clever runs, but we normally haven't got the player to pick him out. But Vyman made a very good run, got him behind, kept himself onside, squared it to Tommy, who managed to keep it down and get it under... I mean, it's one he should have scored by a mile, but he got it just under the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper went far away from saving that. No. Um, so, but good goal, and it was the one time that we caught them a little bit higher up the field. But Rob Dickey was by far our best passer of the ball today, which, in one way, is a good thing. In another way, our best passers of the ball forward were our defenders, and, and that, that doesn't say something. much. That doesn't say much, then, Ian, does it? For the midfield, because effectively we had a midfield today of Matty James and uh, and Joe Williams and and uh, Jason Knight. Yeah, so you know they're three good individual players, but reading between the lines on there, you're really saying, I think you're saying my interpretation of what you're saying is that there's a distinct lack of creativity, and is that is that the problem? It's one of the problems. I mean, I'll, I'll give you the, the numbers. Rob Dickey, 89 passes. George Tanner, 75. Zach Viner, 74. Now, the next closest is Matty James on 62 and Joe Williams on 57. And when you go into accuracy, Rob Dickey not only had the most, he was the most accurate. Zach Viner and George Tanner were more accurate. And... Um, than Matty James and Joe Williams, so you've got to um, you've got to look at that and start thinking, yeah, okay, uh, 
we need somebody in midfield. Like, you know, we keep saying it like a Tinian type player who's going to run the midfield, but run it in a forward way rather than getting it sideways or whatever. And, and I like all three of our midfield players as players, but they ain't that player. Well, it's interesting because we've been saying this all the way along the line that, you know, the, the mid <clears throat> and the, the midfield seems to be disconnected from the forward line. And is that the problem? Although, you know, whenever we get in the final third of the field, it's just a, a general problem there. And, you know, we'll talk about transfers when we just finish the game. But you've just said what I've been thinking, you know, that James, William and Knight, three individual players, great. It was a bit like playing... Uh, Gerard and Lampard and that lot, you know, you've got great players, but you haven't got the missing some some something is missing, you know. And if he's fit, you know, we've had this conversation before. If he's fit, does Cal Naismith play that extra man in midfield? Or sorry, is one of those three, or do we play the extra man in the middle? Yeah, and then dispense with one of the the wide players, which is Sam Bell. Or Sykes. And for me, it's Bell because he doesn't contribute enough during the game. Well, if you... Something else, another interesting stat is turnovers. Um, in terms of the the, the turnovers, um, Jahi Mahidley and Danny Ward had the most turnovers. And that they're Huddersfield players. Whereas you've got... Well, I, I mean... In, in, Danny Ward was equal with Mark Sykes and Jason Knight. So, you know, we're not turning the ball over uh, or winning it in the midfield or up in the attacking third. Um, so I, I, my, my own view is that it isn't quite the right blend. Blend. Um, yeah. And we and at the moment we need a second striker in there with Tommy, but just play a slightly different formation uh, because I don't think we're going to get that possession when we go up to Blackburn. They're they're a much better side, and um, you know perhaps hey, perhaps that'll suit us a bit because we're yeah. only getting used to having so much of the ball. I mean we had sixty one percent today and probably yeah more more than that in the first half yeah. No, it was. At one stage, the possession was 69-31 in our favour. Not long after we'd equalised in, strong appeals for a penalty. Uh, the guys in the studio, which today was Carl and uh, Chris Honor, they were saying that would have gone to VAR had it been in the Premier League and probably would have been a penalty based on recent decisions. And one of our, there's so many now, one of our least favoured referees today, Andy Davis, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, he wasn't having any of it, but... Uh, what did you think of that incident with the, the luckless, I'll use that term, the luckless George Tanner involved again? Well, it, it could have been a penalty. Um, it didn't. I mean, he, he was very close when he's gone, uh, gone against his arm. It didn't look like it was the old explanation, you know, hand to ball, mm. uh, as, as opposed to ball to hand. And it hit him and it looked like at a distance. First I, I saw it, I thought it hit him in the chest. And the referee probably thought the same. So, um, I think I thought Andy Davis had a decent game today. I mean, I was horrified when I saw he was the referee because he's another one like Keith, Keith Stroud where he's the referee and you hold your breath, don't you? And he's actually, I think at the moment, the only ex-professional footballer who's a referee. Um, yeah. 
and and last time he refereed yeah. us in a home game against QPR, he was woeful. Um, who was that one? But, that, who was that? Who was that referee uh, that got attacked in the car park at Ashton Gate after a match? They jumped get, on. He his, didn't get attacked in the car. Park, they jumped on his car, didn't they, or something? Was that Andy uh, Davis? He walked, back, he walked back to his car, and there was a couple of young kids sat on it. Right. right? So if you know, if he thinks that's trouble, then it's a bloody good job he won't go into Ashton Gate. When I was years ago, because yeah. he so that he was Andy Davis, was it the same bloke? Yeah, it was. It was the I very thought. same. Yeah. yeah. All so, right. Okay, let's get into the substitutions. I mean, Ian, do you think Cam was unlucky to have been left out? Well, he came on and he did a job on the right hand side and stopped that lad having as much free run as he had because Rob Dickey was getting dragged out the middle and he was never going to live with him for pace. Um, but I thought when we got forward and Cam was there, I thought his crossing was dreadful. I, mean, I don't know what's happened because Cam is one of the best crossers of the ball, or was, at mm. the club. But he was struggling mm. with his yeah. crossing. Um, his overall play was okay, nothing nothing special. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I, I, I can understand why he possibly left him out, but he might... For example, he might bring Cam in and play him on the left of a three and leave George Tanner out up at Blackburn. Or, you know, he might go with a, a, a back four and two old in midfield players because we're coming up against a team that like to pass the ball as well. And we don't want them to overrun us or play through us. Although they did lose at home uh, today. Um, so substitutions on the, well, the main ones, Pring uh, coming on for Sykes, uh, Mometti. Brandy Vyman, Taylor Gardner, Hickman coming on for Joe Williams. I guess, you know, you can perm any three from six in midfield, can't you, really? And you, you're still missing that elusive, creative streak, aren't you? Yeah? Yeah, I mean, none of, none of our uh, midfield players, with the possible exception of Taylor Gardner, Hickman, you don't look at them and think they're likely to score. Um, particularly not not Joe or Matty, they're just not going to get goals, which is why it's imperative that the forwards have got to score goals um, and get assists because they're not strong at that either. So the only mm. one from midfield who you think you quite fancy for a goal or an assist is Jason Knight. And in all honesty, he ain't got that many. No, and he, he did have a chance on 77 minutes today. Good move. And he managed to get a shot away when surrounded by three players. But do you think with Knight playing in that forward role, and he was less visible today than what he has been for me in recent weeks, and then Vyman was sort of playing when he was on, were they almost getting in each other's way to a point, you know, in the sense that there's some look, there's some tough decisions that have got to be made in the second half of the season? Because, you know, Matty James, who I thought had a good game today, but he's not the most mobile, right? Matty James and Andy Vyman, stalwarts of, the side over the last three years, right? They're the ones that you would say you want more mobility or more contribution, don't you? If you are going to bring in better players than what we've got. Well, exactly that. You First of all, you have to decide how you want to play. And Manning's been, he couldn't have been any clearer on how he wants to play. He wants to dominate possession and play attacking front foot football. Now, at the moment, we're getting the possession domination uh, but we're not finishing well. So you can't, whilst we're trying 
to play the attacking front foot football. We're not. Uh, mm. Or we're, we're not doing it effectively enough because we need to score more goals. Um, but I was just taking a look at the stats. I was just looking at how, how Blackburn line up. And Blackburn line up in a 4-2-3-1. So I wouldn't be surprised if he matched them up. Still don't like Tommy up front on his own in a one, although I thought he was better today. Mm. Um, but if you look at the match stats, uh, Blackburn had more, more possession in Leeds. They had more shots, uh, but they they only got, had two shots on target out of 12. Although, in fairness to them, they forced 13 corners to Leeds three. So it is about having that little bit of quality in the final third. And you often hear managers talking about it and you know bemoaning the fact that they didn't have enough but that is our problem at the moment it's that lack of quality in the final third and you well, can look and, at and quality and that's either down to ability or taking uh, decisions and again we had two situations well two situations two incidents to close the game off Mometi um physically lightweight but on the 88th minute he did do well to get into a position, but he beat the man. And as Chris Honor said on the on the Robins TV, he tried to beat him again, whereas you just need to get the shot away, don't you? A little bit like Matty James did just before, because he sort of placed one wide. You've got to get shots in to even just test the goalkeeper, haven't you? Well, if you're on your right foot, which is his best foot, and you're about, what was he, 10, 12 yards out? Mm. And you're in front of goal, have a shot on your right foot. Don't pull back onto your weaker foot and into the defenders. Uh, Tommy Conway did something similar in the first half when he should have brought the ball inside onto his left foot. And I and he shot with his right. Yeah, foot. I remember that. Yeah. And he shot with his right. So that was a and I can't remember. I mean, their goalkeeper tipped one round the post from um Knight in yeah. the second half. But apart That's from it. that, I can't, re I can't yeah. remember him making a save. And we only had four shots on target from 61% possession. Yeah, um, 14, 14 in total, which is more than we used to have or have had for, for many years. So maybe we are getting more shots in. Um, Tommy missed two one-on-ones uh, in the week of the Southampton, uh, uh, the Southampton and Norwich game. Was, was it Borough? Although he scored against Borough, but yeah, he's had a couple of one-on-ones. His blushes were saved again. Right at the end, weren't they, to some extent, because the linesman had the flag up for offside because, you know, it would have been nice if he'd have tucked it away, even if it had been disallowed. Well, it, it yeah, I mean, he didn't have the pace to get clear enough of those defenders. But in fairness, he, he was offside. So if he'd have blasted it in the top corner, it wouldn't have made any difference. Mm. Um, but no, I think, I mean, that's how I like to see Tommy playing on that last defender and in the middle and he does make some decent runs out wide but I mean he hoof one over the bar um, later on I just hope the, the weather's a bit better at, at Blackburn because they're both sides that want to get the ball down and pass it um, yeah. and it, it would be nice to see that I think um, O'Leary annoyed me at times today by hoofing it long when he really shouldn't have done that. If you're going to kick it forward, kick it flat and low and look for a flick on from the midfield. But don't larrup it forward in the air when they've got three six-foot-five centre-backs and we've got, relatively speaking, midgets up front. 
Well, one of the one of our ex midgets, obviously, is going to be playing against us on Tuesday night. Sammy Smodex was it top assist and top goal scorer in the division, so he'll have a point to prove. He's ben having, is made. A- he's he's playing the same position, and he's got the same kind of heading for the same kind of stats as Andy Boyman had in in his stellar season. Mm. So he's he's playing in behind the striker. He's the middle one of the three behind the one. So we'll have to keep an eye on that young man because he was. Another one that I like the look of, but he never, ever, we signed him and never, ever got a chance. Well, I mean, there's three there that come to mind straight away. Smodix, Adelakan and Moisa. Yeah. All yeah. cost about a million quid. Uh, I think we did get a fee for, did we get a fee for, we got a fee for Adelakan, didn't we, when we sold him on? We got a fee. We got a fee. We got more than we paid for all of them. We did. But, yeah. So, but if you look at what Peterborough got when they sold Smodix to Blackburn, we may have got a sell-on. Um, and then, I mean, I, I add a lack and I don't think so. But Moisa, once again, I think Mo, God bless him, is a third division player. Yeah. Um, a bit like Mimetti. Um, And I think with Anis, I, I said, you know, when Liam Manning came in, I said, well, if, if he can get a tune out of Anis, I'll, I'll really take me out off to him. But, you know, you see them in training all the time, playing one-twos and smashing the ball in the net. Stick the bloke in a 11-11 in a first-team game and he just doesn't seem to do it. No, There's just no puff. end product. He's powder puff. Ian, uh, Benny on the text feed has said Sykes is our best attacking provider and he, Manning, keeps taking him off and killing the game. And then uh, he said... Uh, I don't know if he's talking about Tommy's goal. Ben has also said, tried his best to miss the goal, really. Shot was right next to the keeper. was a lucky finish, not a good one. You said it was a little bit too close to the keeper, didn't you, Ian? Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it went, actually, I think, looking at it, it went underneath the keeper, but he didn't quite yeah. have time to get down. Um, but, yeah, what you've got to remember, though, with, with these games, and, and I think you're right Sykes is our best attacking provider in that position nowhere else um but we've got three games in eight days mm. and we've got another game Tuesday that was a hard game today so yeah. on on the one one part of it Manny might be thinking oh, I, I need to have a better team out today actually then I've um uh, better get better team out black against Blackburn than I do against Huddersfield to win the game. So it may be that you see things like uh, he took took Sykes off so he could start him against Blackburn. Taylor Gardner Hickman might start against Blackburn as opposed Joe to Joe Williams. He took him yeah. off after an hour, didn't he? Yeah. So he's got yeah. he's got options, so, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, he's got options, but the 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 issue is that some of them are similar. Now we haven't really got an option on the right wing to Mark Sykes. Sam's not really it. He's not doing it. Anis Mometi's not doing it. And, and that's on both flanks. What about what um, about bringing your bow what about bringing your boa and giving him a run out? Because he's got, well, he's, I don't he's got think, energy, hasn't I, he? Yeah, I don't I, and he's quick. Um yeah, I don't think it would hurt either of them. And if Mark Sykes was out injured, you could always start your bow on there. I'd rather see him play right wing than Andy Weinman. Um but I, I think overall, if you're going to play this formation with uh, what what's effectively two wingers and a centre forward, we 
we'll probably need a centre forward and a left winger mm. um, in in the January well, window. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the uh, window. It's interesting because it's, uh, one thing I was chatting about to one of my colleagues in the office was playing these two games. I don't know what City's travel arrangements are, but in days gone by, we could have stayed up. We could have stayed up and had... They could have given the lads a Christmas party on the Saturday night and stayed up there rather than what they're going to do is come back tonight, recover tomorrow, train on Monday, and then what are they going to do? Drive up Monday night, right, five, four and a half hour at least coach journey all up the way through the Midlands on Monday night in the rain so they're ready on Tuesday morning. Or are they going to drive up at 11 o'clock on Tuesday? You know, for me, they could have stayed up and had an early Christmas party, giving them a whole day to recover and then had a proper day's training on Monday up north. Do you have any idea what they were doing this uh, this time around? Or are they saving money and not doing, you know, they're just going to drive well, up on have, Tuesday morning? Well, they might, you know, they might they might have flown up and flown back. You don't know. They might be going to do that Tuesday. Sure. I, honestly, I honestly don't know. I don't know about a Christmas party around about the, the 9th of December. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to give them a party. And that's sending no, out. It's not the case of giving it in. I mean, people. They, they didn't. Parties. They didn't like it when we when we sent people on holiday during the international break. Can you imagine you run John Lansdowne. Is he right, John? We're staying up here and um, having a Christmas party. Oh, lovely! Yeah. No, no but, I don't but think, I just I, think it is. I don't think, think that goes down well, time, Dave. The time between now and Christmas and the New Year to have a party, which is what they all have, right? You know, this is almost like a free. Weekend, yeah. I'm just trying to say the co- you you said they might go up by plane, but the cost of going a chartered plane up north on Tuesday is a lot less than putting the blokes up in hotels Saturday, Sunday, Monday night and drive it back down Tuesday. I don't know, Dave. I mean, you don't know. I don't know. So I don't know. No, no, no I don't. It's just to be know, honest. I, but I don't. I don't. I mean, if you said to the players, right, you're you're staying somewhere between Huddersfield and Blackburn. Um, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. I think a few of them might be a, might be a bit grumbly. So no, well, I, I, wouldn't. Paid, I, I know we, we used to do. Hey, they're paid enough money, and they shouldn't be grumbly. Yeah, they could rush them off to they could rush them off to the I, Lake I, District. Just, they could even stay at the Tickle Trout. You know the Tickle Trout up there by the motorway. <laughs> Dave, I don't think you know we're discussing something we don't know anything about, and so no. I, mean, I just move on, mate. Oh no, I know it's it's a it's a it's not a problem worth thinking about. Um, we don't know, we don't know. But um, okay, what else has been said on here? Matthew Seward has said we need two midfielders and a striker. We need to move on Williams, Cornick, and Naismith. I mean, Ian, that, that's that, that's you know how many days is it now? What's the date today? Nine. There's uh, what twenty three weeks on Monday. The transfer window opens. Yeah. We've got, yeah. um, we've talked about Blackburn away. And again, you'd be happy with a point up there now, wouldn't you, really? And truthfully, doesn't, yeah. doesn't help. I mean, we're only four points off sixth as we speak and six points off fifth. And there's a little bit of a gap. And as I said on a number of occasions in the podcast, it's probably, I think we're still in a little group of 14 clubs playing for two positions, yeah, in that, in that yeah. playoff slot. But then we've got two home games coming up after Blackburn. Yeah. We, you know, Sunderland, I watched a bit of them today. And uh, what's the other one we got? Sunderland and Hull. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we 
were to get four point, get a draw Tuesday, four points in the next two home games. Then you go into Watford and Birmingham on uh, Boxing Day and Christmas midweek game. Anyway, you know the 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 most difficult one of the, well, they're all much of a muchness. These remaining fixtures, aren't they? Because anybody can be anybody on our day. We could be all of those, couldn't we? On our, on, our, on our day, yeah, on our day we could. The question is, will we? Because don't forget, we're very inconsistent, and we have we've now not won two games back to back for about thirty seven games. It's That's more than, that, it's more than that now, Ian. I think it's probably nudging forty. That so that's nearly an entire season. Can I just pick up on one of the comments, uh, uh, Tomo? A few of my social hub always criticised Nigel for his points per game, on nickname Nigel's One PMP. Um, Liam's had five games, five points. Whatever the style of play, we're a mid-table side. Yeah, but Nigel had 120 games. You know, this, this kid's had. This kid's what's he at? Five now. Yeah. Let's just let's just hang on and be a little bit paid. Let's let's have a look after after I would say after ten games. That's always a good time to look because you've normally played five home and five away. So let's let's just have a look. Um, but I, I I suppose and I don't mind if we pick up a point uh, against Blackburn, providing that we're trying to win the game. You know, yeah. I, I want to. I, I I'm okay with a point if we're trying to win it. If we pick up a point. Whilst, you know, a point's a point, you don't get any more for a, there's no such thing as a winning point or a losing point. But if we go up and sit back and get battered and get a point, then, it's you know, point. I don't think that gives, I don't, I don't think it gives the players any, any confidence or whatever. So, yeah, I, I think we should just give it, give it a go. Not stupid, uh, six up front or something, but give it a go. And, um, if we come out with a point, we come out with a point. But you would you'd say most of the time, you know, pick up a point from every away game and win your own games is a classic way of getting promoted. The only problem is we're we're not winning enough home games. No. So and it doesn't. And we, in all we got two of them coming up. Sorry, when you were saying pick up a point, I was thinking uh, of uh, that advert pick up a penguin. Yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah. There we go. You got a bit of a cold there, Ian. You're sort of wiping your. I, I'm, yeah, I'm. I've been. Uh, I've had a, a drippy nose, mate. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it, I might. My dog has a drippy nose sometimes. I might. I might. I might have actually caught something off the dog because he hadn't been very well. He's been on antibiotics, and he was. Trying, oh. I, I had to shove him away. He was trying to get under this table, and he's a bit bloody big. But um, yeah. anyway, but back to the back to the game. We should have won the game, and we should have beat Norwich as well. Yeah, and it, it had we done. Huddersfield didn't look like they wanted to really win the game, did they? They seemed happier for a point than we did. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, it, it, there's a lot of sides in that position that are scrapping for their lives, mm. um, and sides that go on runs are the ones that will climb into the top six. But that means doing better than winning a game, then drawing one, then losing one. You, you, that's not that's just going to keep you where you are, which. For some people, they might think, "Yeah, great, let's stay where we are." Um, for me, I'm, I'm probably a bit more ambitious than that. Particularly if we get to a point where we've got a lot more players fit, and I'm talking important ones like McCrory, uh, Atkinson, Wells, McCrory, Atkinson. Atkinson. That's what I tweeted. You know, in the sense that you know we've got to give the man a chance, and when the injured players come back, then we'll see what that Bristol City 
squad, whether it lives up to the top six billing given to it by Junior well, and I, Brian. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, but I wouldn't keep on about that because basically he said we got. I think he said we got a top ten, top 10. wage bill, and and we yeah. could, you know, we could overachieve. Well, if they were all fully fit, yeah. But you do notice that as well as is Pearson um, getting the DCM, um, Dave Rennie also got one and the fitness coach yeah. so they've changed the medical and the fitness team now let's see how well they do because you can't have rotten bad luck for four years and we've had four years of injuries yeah yeah at right. least all the time i was called mr negative because i said you've got to allow for the fact we'll have four to six players out injured all the time yeah and it won't be the same four to six although some get injured more than others um and uh, but that's that's the reality and i was told no, no 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 you can't build a squad like that and you can't do this and, well look, we got eight injured still or eight unavailable for selection some are in rehab but you know yeah this thing about the transfer window coming up well not this thing the transfer window coming up in three weeks time <laughs> and people are saying we need a striker big striker creative midfielder I mean, one or two things is going to happen, isn't there, with this transfer window? We're either going to splash a bit of cash, which will heap on people then saying, oh, I could have given that to Nigel. Or, and, you know, we could go, you know, we could go into the transfer window, still four or five points. Wait, four. Yeah, if we're if we're first of Jan and we're four points off the playoffs now, right, are they going to splash the cash? Because when those players come back, right, that are injured, some of them are, initial yeah their first picks in the in the 11 aren't they so do you think ian that this transfer window will surprise people or do you think it will just be hunker down see the season out and aim to finish uh, one place one point higher than what we did last year and that will be progress albeit not a level of progress that would satisfy all of the fans no. I, I think the board cannot afford not to back Liam Manning, having sacked Nigel Pearson, um, because they can't afford to let him fail. Now, we're not going back to Lee Johnson, Mark Ashton, Largesse, you know, do what you want, spend what you like. Um, but we are going to going to do more than we would have i feel confident we'll do more than we would have done if nigel pearson was still the manager yeah. and like i've said plenty of times if nigel hadn't started uh throwing hand grenades and playing up uh then he still would be the manager and i'm sure that the change would have been made in the summer but it's not we know we are where we are um and to for a well-used phrase we are where we are and for me Yes, I, I think they'll bring some players in. They they might be loans, they might be permanent. Who cares? You know, if we could go out and find another Tammy Abraham. Um, but I still well, think it was interesting that lad who scored for uh, who scored for Huddersfield today, Bergzorg. He's a Dutchman, he's on loan from Mainz in Germany, you know, and we seem to have turned our back on uh, the overseas transfers. We're always talking about players coming in. We have got players that are out of contract in the summer that will walk. Yeah. One of those being Joe Williams, and I don't know whether Andy can stay another year, but 
Do you think there's any prospect of anybody coming in and taking any of our players? You know, Joe Williams being a classic example. Not, not, not in January. Um, and like I said before, Dave, my view of the world is it's OK saying, well, get rid of this player and get rid of that player and get rid of the other player. But it depends if there's someone out there that's better than them to come in. Mm. So, you know, for example, I don't care if they got rid of any of our midfield players, if we could get hold of Kevin De Bruyne, but he ain't coming. <laughs> so, and there probably isn't, you know, Liam Manning and Brian Tinian, it's their job to know where there is an upgrade on all of our players. Because that's how you improve. It's professional football. It's not a pub team. But but Ian, so, Ian, but so what? Where was that upgrade then with Cornick and Mametti in January? Liam Manning didn't sign Cornick and Mametti. No, but, did. but you know the man who's pulling all the strings. It would seem, if we're led to believe this, Mister Tinian, who I've got a lot of time for, and I don't know him in a work sense, but he seems mm -hmm. a decent bloke. But he was instrumental in those signings which nigel approved because they weren't imposed on nigel were they no and nigel said no, nigel... we need a Ma nigel said we need a maverick in the dressing room and he got one and then he was shite well he got one he, he started well did okay and then he dropped him and to a point was never seen again in, until well, that's not very good he's... that's not very good by the manager then is it really which is nice. Oh, it, was it's all right. It's no good getting hold of a maverick. Uh, like let's say this maverick is a winger because mavericks are normally forwards. You don't normally get a maverick centre half, do you? No. But no. let's say, oh, I mean, well, a bit like the lad that QPR had in midfield, uh, Adil Tarat. Tarabat. And, and and Warnock used to have to send someone round to make sure that he turned up for the game, and yeah. and he told all his players. Anybody passes him the ball in our half, and I'm going to fine you five grand. Yeah. So he knew exactly what he wanted out of him, and he let him do all kinds of stuff that Nigel Pearson wouldn't have put up with for five minutes because he was that good a player and he could make that kind of difference. Mm. Um, but we've got to look at – we've got eight players out of contract, four seniors – and uh, four of the better known under 21s. I mean, I think Duncan Iden's one of them. The other one's O'War Edwards. Yeah. And I forget the others. So, what we've got to look at is okay, are these younger players going to make it? If the answer to that is no, then you release them. And you've got to do the same with the seniors. Now, you've got Matty James, Joe Williams, Andy King. Um, I'm trying to Andy Boyman. Yeah. So, at the moment, the only one I could see getting a contract would be Matty James. Then it yeah. depends how much he's earning at the moment, how much does he want, and how long a contract does he want. Because he might say, well, we'll give you a one-year extension, but it's going to be 30% less than you're on now. Sorry. You're talking Vyman now, yeah? No, I'm talking James. I don't, I don't sure. think you could give and I think... If, I'll be most disappointed. Don't get me wrong. If he if he goes back to his stellar form between now and the end of the season, yeah, give him another year. But uh, don't but see at that the coming. Moment, don't see that happening. At I the just moment, to... I I think he's he's struggling. To, yeah. you know, he should. Well, it, the amount of people who were moaning and groaning um, yeah. on social media 
about him even being included in the team. There you go. There um, you go. And, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying I was proved right because he had a great season, but it was a one-off. And I said that and I held my hands up and said, well, I got it wrong. But I did say all the way down the line it was a one-off season. A couple of things on here. And I want to read a post that is on OTIB, which is quite good. We sort of touched on it anyway. But first of all, uh, Ben has said, uh, I feel sorry for the guy, but Benarus needs to be let go. He's never playing football regularly and we're carrying him like we did with Christian Ribeiro. Christian was one of those going to be, you know, he was the blonde German physique sort of guy. Poor old Eamon. I mean, it's looking a bit like that now. It's two years since he's played a full 90 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Eamon's had two ACLs on the same leg and he's also done his hamstring. And it's not like, Cal Naismith or Andy Kings that were minor tears. Uh, he's, he's, it's a proper job. Yeah. So, um, Eamon's not, I, I would be surprised to see Eamon back this season. Yeah. He's under contract. And when people say, we've got to let him go, if you release him, you've got to pay him off. Mm. And, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. And people are, I mean, somebody on here has mentioned it. Um, Mamete's got potential. Well, Eamon's got far more, in my yeah. opinion. He's a good yeah. player. Now, the kid can't help his, his knee going. I mean, he was right. He was back playing. Mm. And and then he, this other ACL's gone. Um, and then and, and your hamstring playing up is very common with people who've been out for an ACL. I noticed there was a O'Hare. Of Coventry scored two goals last two night. Goals, he's, been yeah. out for, he's been out for over a year and he's a good player and he plays that number 10 in behind the strikers. So in terms of players going, it what well, there's two things. One, is there a better player that we can bring in? Number two, does anybody want them? Because you can't force people to buy the players. No, you can't. Um, and that that comes back to and look, we know because it's happened so much in the past, that if we find an absolutely outstanding player, he'll be here for about a season, then we'll sell him. Of course we will. Okay, um, Ian, just, so, I just want to read I just want to read what... Um, sorry, go on, finish what you were going to say on that sentence there. No, you go on, Dave. All I, right, I, this I is Harry. Harry's put a post on here. Harry's put a post on here, and it's on the title, Separating the Truth from Fiction. I'm encouraged. And this is what he said. And I think he speaks for a lot of people. It's the most popular post on OTIP at the moment. He said, with Manning, my expectations aren't changing. I still think this is a mid-table squad. However, I am encouraged and frankly amazed that he's got this team playing dominant possession football and having twice as many chances as the opposition. I actually really like how we've played so far. Yes, the results haven't been there, but he's enjoyed seeing a City team having 60% plus possession, looking like the better football team, being creative up front, and making plenty of decent chances. That's pushing it a little bit there. Uh, I also like today the battling qualities we showed. The second half conditions were horrendous. We had to scrap for the loose balls and aerials, and we won more than our fair share. For once, it seemed like the second balls and ricochets mostly went our way. And he said quite rightly, we could easily won today. We could have easily won versus Norwich. Could have got a point at Southampton, but we didn't. And I think at the end of the day, that's what sums up the championship. It's fine margins. You know, Tommy could have had three stellar goals in that week of uh, Borough, Southampton and, uh, and, and, and Norwich. 
and it's not to be. But there we go. Anyway, I've got to uh, drive off somewhere this evening. Uh, Ian, uh, just as well you were around tonight, Ian as well, or whatever. But um, we're, you've, we've got. You've been on your chatting to yourself. You could have done a monologue. Like, what, I could have. Well, you got I that could've. jump. You got that jumper on. You could have done the Ronnie Corbett bit. <laughs> yeah, I could have done that. And uh, well, on Wednesday you know, morning, uh, Wednesday morning, <clears throat> Wednesday morning, we'll be doing um, um, a nine o'clock pod for the uh, uh, review of the Blackburn game. And I do know it'll be you and me and uh, Dave Fevs. So Dave's Dave's uh, reliable. So uh, we look forward to doing that. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, yeah, Ian and I are old enough to remember the intro music, which was by a former, or he's now dead, but a Bristolian who shares the same name as our goal scorer, which is Conway. I don't think that he's related to him. I don't think Russ Conway had any children or anything like that. Look up on Wikipedia about Russ Conway, only you'll understand why. But uh, yeah, do, do you, you can remember that song, Side Saddle. You must have been about two years old then, Ian. That's the intro music. I, I can't. I might remember the intro music. I can't remember a song called Side Saddle. No, that's it, that was Russ Conway's. That was his biggest hit, apparently. And he was a man who lost and the third it? finger, the tip of the third finger of his right hand in a bread slicer when he was in the Merchant Navy. Right. So there we go. So more of the historical stuff. We'll maybe even mention something about Cary Grant in the next episode. Although, didn't she used to coach? Archie, Archie, yeah, Cary Grant. No, it's Archie Bond Leach. Isn't Cary Grant the singer in Steps or the? I don't, I don't know. He's, he's, he's there's he's a, a no, there's a girl called Cary Grant who's a choreographer. Uh, that's the word. Choreographer. That's yeah, it. no, Cary Grant was born close to where, fairly close to where I grew up. He, he was born in Whitehall in Bristol. Right, and his name was Archie. Of- Archibald Leach, his name was. There's, there's actually a, a program on about him at the moment on ITV2, which I haven't watched. What uh, What Mel and I did watch two episodes of last night, and I'd strongly recommend this. And that is a program called Platform Seven, right? Which is on ITVX. Strongly recommend that. Seven episodes done. Two might do too much later this evening, but uh, we're off into the cold and wet for somebody's uh, 60th birthday. But less of that, Ian. Thank you, everybody who's been listening. Uh, we're going to go through 180,000 downloads very, very soon. So thanks a lot for that. And uh, have a good rest of weekend and a good week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody, for your comments as well. I much appreciate it. And thanks a lot. It just proves we've got somebody listening to us. Yeah, all the best. Cheers then. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Red Red Robin's out, ba 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 along. When Red Red Robin comes, ba 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 along, along, there'll be no.
starts sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robin starts bobbing along. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.